What's up, Fire Dogs? Welcome to Coffee Break. This is episode number one. Today, I'm joined with my good friend, Cody Friel. Cody is currently stationed at RAF Mildenhall in England. Today, we talk about PCSing, breadth of experience, work in different positions in the fire department, and networking. So, PCSing and adapting. Yeah. How many, times you, how many times have you PCS? Oh, man. Uh, so, I think six or seven. I might have to count them all, but yeah, I've, I've done quite a bit of PCSing. Jeez, that's a lot, man. How long have you been in? 10 years. So I think with my deployments and with my PCSs, it's like eight, eight, like eight assignments total. Where at? Um, so I started at J Bear up there. I think that's where we met. Yeah. And then uh, from there, I went to Barksdale. And then from there, I went to McCord. And then from there, I went to Eglin. And then from there, I went to Honduras. And then from there, I went to Mildenhall, where I'm currently at. And then while I was in Alaska, I went to Qatar. And then while I was at Eglin, I went to Syria for deployments. You need to, you need to settle down, bro. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think I'm getting to that point. <laughs> how long how long have you been in England? Uh, I've been here since March, so still pretty fresh. Yeah, I've only... Jay Bear, Tyndall, Langley, Kunsan. And I've been in just, I think, a couple of years longer than you. So yeah. I'm, 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 I got some catching up to do. I'm only halfway there. Yeah, I try to tell people that that's not the norm. Like, don't try to base, like, your career or, like, what you think is going to happen off of what's happened to me. I don't know who I made mad or if it's a blessing. I'm not sure yet, but it's definitely uh, something that I found is pretty rare in my situation. So. Well, you got to be willing to move, and it sounds like you're willing to move. Yeah, absolutely, and that's – I think it's been very beneficial as far as, like, the people I've got to meet and the connections that I've made um, and the opportunities that I've gotten. Not, not that staying in one spot is bad. There's a lot of good that comes with that as far as consistency and everything, but also with willing to move, you, you definitely get an opportunity to meet more people and take on more roles. So just kind of where you're at with life and what you're willing to do. Yeah, man. It, something to be said about the consistency you get for staying at a place, but definitely the opportunities that you get by booming around. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, and I do come across people that have been at, you know, certain bases for six years, seven years, but man, they're just, they know that base better than most people. And it's great to link up with them and learn from them and see what they know. And, you know, I try to take as much as I can and provide what I can, but that, that consistency is good. So like I said, it's not necessarily a bad thing to be at one base for so long, but also with moving, you meet so many people and you make so many connections and you just, you learn what, what works. And you also on the flip side, learn what doesn't work. So it's a good opportunity to, when you do move, because ultimately we all will move, you know, so it's a good chance to take those tidbits and, you know, use them at your next spot. Yeah. Just thinking about it. You think about all the things that you like about one spot or all the things that are good about one spot versus all the things that are bad times that by seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you get a pretty good idea how a department should run, you know, by the time you're a senior master sergeant, chief master sergeant, and you're running the show or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been good. I've been fortunate to work for some really great people, you know, so it's it's been an awesome opportunity to pick everybody's brains. And, you know, eventually when I, if, if you know, I'm blessed to make it to the senior chief rank, so I'll definitely utilize what I've learned through all this traveling and PCSing and try to put an efficient, you know, department together. For sure, man. Um, what kind of positions have you, have you been on ops? Have you, have you uh, spent? So um, I think 
like the first four or five years of my career, I was on ops, you know, I, I mean, started out like everybody else. And then uh, Barksdale was a good opportunity. I just made staff there and I was able to start crewing pretty much right away. Um, and taking on a little more of the station captain roles and everything. And that was, that was really beneficial. And then when I went to McCord, it was uh, crazy. Uh, actually, before I got there, I got a phone call from one of, one of our, the fire chiefs. Actually, he was filling in as a functional for AMC. And he was he to let me know that they were shutting down as far as the military aspect and they were going all civilian. So uh, I got up there. I wasn't sure what role I was going to fill. I was ops for a while. And then they actually pulled me off the floor to basically oversee. We had like 32 airmen PCSing. And a lot of them were first time PCSing airmen or, you know, they weren't sure where they were at. So I kind of got pulled off the floor to oversee that program. So I got very experienced in writing decks and LOEs and closing out EPRs and helping people with PCSs, EFMP issues, stuff like that. So that was really good. And I did that for about eight months. And then uh, I learned a lot as far as management and Air Force and networking and resources. That was that was a great opportunity for me to kind of take a step back from the fire department a little bit and see how PCSing works and see how, you know, kind of like what a deputy does, I guess you can say, um, but not on a, that large of a scale. But so that I don't know what position you would call that, but that was that was a position I was in, you know, and super, then, super valuable stuff, though. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know I didn't even know what EFMP meant until I was a master sergeant. Or a tech sergeant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, I learned a lot. Definitely, you know, I was I was I was in MPF's office almost every other day. Um, you know, dealing with issues that came up with you know a PCS that large. You know, and they did it quick. I think we PCS either PCS or transition. A lot of the, the airmen transitioned and were lucky enough to get hired on as civilians. But there was a lot of stuff that they had to do and wrap up beforehand. So I was able to. Like I said, get in with MPF and get in with the first sergeant and and learn all these different aspects and what goes into it. And, you know, hey, their EPR needs to close out or we need to get an LOE or this person's getting a deck. And, and a lot of that I I had only, you know, had minimum experience with and I was able to actually be heavily involved in it. So it was it was a good information, good opportunity for that. You, you were a senior airman for that? I was staff. I was a staff. staff sergeant. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So then from there, I went to um, Eglin and uh, I was on the floor for about three or four months. And it was funny. I got a call from the deputy and he said, hey, we're we're thinking about putting you in training. What do you think about it? And I was like, well, you know, I was on eight hours at McCord. I came here and I was on, you know, I got on shift. So, you know, do you think, you know, I'll kind of think about it and let you know what I think. And he's like, well, it kind of wasn't a suggestion. You're definitely going into training. So. Uh, at Eglin, I was in training for two years, but uh, for about halfway point, I uh, I deployed out of that. So I went to Syria, and we, you know, that was kind of everybody was on ops. We had like additional duties, and of course, mine there was training. So um, still crewed a truck, ran the ops, and then ran the training program over in Syria. Um, and then when I came back from that, I went right back into training, and that was great. That was an experience. Uh, that was probably one of the toughest, but most rewarding experiences I've had because Eglin has, I think like 190 firefighters. Um, I think they're up to 11 fire stations now. When I was there, it was 10. Uh, and we did the training records for both military and civilian. So I had 
people in my office constantly. And I was, you know, doing after records and I was doing civilian training records and we were doing cert tests, the cert test program. And then we took on uh, the active shooter, like the RTF program while we were there. Heavily involved in that. Um, great learning opportunity. But man, I, I worked I worked some long hours, but I got to I got to meet some great people through that, that, um, that duty and position. And it was it was super beneficial for sure. Yeah. So you're happy that you stepped out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. And that's definitely I know I've had some people reach out to me that, you know, have asked me, hey, what do you think about, you know, there's a training position and think about throwing my hat in there. And I absolutely 100 percent recommend it. I know that ops is great and they're op centric people. And I used to think I was one of them. I used to love just being on the truck and, and you know, going on calls or, you know, just mingling with the guys on shift. But once I stepped out of my comfort zone and got training, I realized how much more there is to the fire department and how networking is so valuable and how, why these policies are in place and why, why we do things the way we do them. Yeah. I, I spent time in training in Alaska and it's, I still use what I know today. Uh, everything that I learned in training, whether it has to do with CDCs or after or any, anything associated with training, it's so valuable to step out. I, I wish I would have stepped in prevention at some point because imagine how much more I would know. Yeah, that's about the only position I haven't filled yet. Is obviously you know as far as what what my rank would allow. Because um, after after uh, Eglin, I went to Honduras down there in Sotocano, and uh, I got there and I got put in the HSO, the health and safety position, and I filled that for a year. And again, that was an awesome experience. Had a great team management team down there that, you know, I was nervous going in and they were like, we're not gonna let you fail. You know, we're here to, we're, we're here to build this program. And, you know, we're, it's your program. They gave me a hundred percent ownership of it. And I tried to implement some good things, try to, you know, be very, very progressive in the way that we were doing things down there. And again, took me out of my comfort zone. I went from training to, I knew almost as much as I could, you know, in that position to a whole new division where I was starting from scratch, where I was learning, OSHA and, you know, the, uh, the safety AFIs and, you know, how we, how we're going to operate down there. And Honduras is a different animal, you know, it's, you're kind of limited on what you can do, but, um, like I said, the management down there absolutely believed in me and let me run with that program. I, I definitely, it was super beneficial to take dude, that on. Dude, for, for what it sounds like to me, man, you're setting, you're setting yourself up for great success that you've spread, spread your wings and you went a bunch of different places and a bunch of different bases, a bunch of different positions. And you probably built a pretty good network of people that you know, too. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. that It's a small, small fire world. You know, as, as people PCS, they start to learn that more and more. But it's just crazy how you get to you get around some guys and they know one guy and they know each other. And you can reach out to these people, you know, and, and talk to them and build those relationships. And I'm starting to get in that point where people are reaching out to me for some advice or looking at me for some guidance. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm, I'm on the older side of this department now. Now people are reaching out to me. So, but it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it and I take full advantage of it. And that's what I tell people when I meet them is, you know, you do meet people and when you PCS, they say, Hey, if you ever need anything, let me know, you know, reach out to me. And I say, okay, I'm going to take advantage of that because, you know, some of the best, best advice that you can get is from, you know, former colleagues that you've had. So the people that know me, they know that I, I hit them up quite frequently and I pick their brains as much as I can. Now, that's a lot of pressure to have when people do start asking you questions at other places. You're like, 
Am I the best, am I the best person to answer this question? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you just, you kind of have to roll with it, research it, but you know, at the same time, it's good. I want, I would, I would love for people to feel comfortable coming to me with their issues and, you know, I'll do everything I can to help them out. Well, at the end of the day, we should all want each other to succeed, man. And, you know, of course I want you to reach out to me. Of course I want to reach out to you because there's stuff that you know that I don't and vice versa. And same with everybody, like everybody should be talking to each other. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully the podcast, something like this podcast helps too. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think so. I think, like I said, we've, this has opened a lot of doors and avenues. I think people are realizing that, you know, there's, there's many ways to communicate and it's okay to, you know, reach out to each other. You know, it's, it, it is a competitive world in, in an aspect, you know, and we're, you know, some of us are alpha driven, but at the end of the day, like you said, we're, we're, we're each other's family and we're, you know, I want nothing but success for everybody that, you know, that I've kept in contact with or that kept in contact with me. So it's, it, it's been good. It's been a pretty fun ride. Yeah. And competition and pressure brings the best out of people anyways. So that's the help. Competition breeds greatness, you know. And the way that I look at it, if I do, if I, I'm at, I'm at E7 now, fortunate enough to be able to be in a position like that. But if I do 20 at E7, I, I can't complain about that. Yeah. My family's taken care of at the end of the day. You know, I, I've, I've built a bunch of relationships. I know a lot of people, you know, hopefully I can get a job once I retire out of the military or whatever. So, you know, if I could help somebody get to senior master sergeant or chief master sergeant, hell yeah, I'm going to do it regardless of whether or not I'm going to make it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, 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 I want people to succeed. I want the departments to succeed and be able to do what they can do for the communities, do the best job, you know? So that's what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that comes through, you know, interaction and communication, you know, and that's what, you know, I try to try to push the people is, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to make those connections. You know, you'll be surprised how many people actually do care about you and your success. And, you know, like I know I, we've, you know, I've seen it on the show and, you know, through interaction with you, it's, it's almost like a great feeling seeing your, your buddies just absolutely kill it. You know, it's, it's, it's a great feeling knowing that they're doing what they're doing and that's all we want out of people, you know, for sure, dude. Cody, man, I appreciate you talking to me today. You got anything else? No, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for putting this together. You know, I, I think that this is absolutely a great direction for the Air Force Fire Department to go. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm happy there's some good guys like you and Ben heading the way. So thank you guys. Man, there's a lot of, a lot of good people out there. And I'm starting to learn that with this podcast. But another one right here in front of me, man. I appreciate your time, Cody. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, later.